0: Right before you grab your seat, turn around, high five, a couple of people say I'm your new best friend. Just grab that seat. Hallelujah. Our Redeemer Our Redeemer lives. You know say going through the message today we've already Preached at 8 a.m., but I'm just conscious today. I, I'm aware this is a day where different people might have come to church today for the first time or joining us online. Can we say hi to those who are online and from different parts of the world and stuff? And and, and we don't always understand what this is about. And so there's a wrestle on the inside of me to 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 not just proclaim to. The one who believes, but also to the one who maybe is seeking and desiring to understand what is it that we are doing today? what is this this strange thing this this resurrection Sunday that we 're talking about, and so I want to do my best to I, I guess preach in a way that I, I hope. Well help if you, if you have no idea of what this day is about, that that by the time you leave, at least you'll, you'll understand, oh that's what they're talking about. What does that cross mean? What does that empty empty tomb mean? See, there are 4,200 religions. In the world, but there's only one empty tomb, and what we're talking about today or or celebrating today because it is, even though I'm emotional, we're, we're, we're celebrating. See, for us as Christians, today is a festival, not a funeral, because our Redeemer Christ. He lives. He, 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 he rose again. He is risen. And, and I want you to understand also that it's not just us who are celebrating that today, right now, over this Easter season, 2.2 billion people from every continent, from every nation, on earth from every language, dialect, and tongue will be declaring as we are today, he is risen. But what does it mean? What is this about? Jesus said, speaking of his cross and resurrection, he said, he said, I lay down my life i lay down my life that i may take it again he said no one takes it from me see please understand jesus life was not taken it was not taken by the romans or the jewish leaders jesus life was not taken it was given was given. He he laid it down. I I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me. No one takes it from me. Pontius Pilate, if you remember, had said to Jesus just before the crucifixion, he says, don't you know that I have the power to to free you, to pardon you, or to crucify you? He's like, don't you realize I, I, I have the power of life and death over you? And Jesus replied to him, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you. None. At the cross, he laid it down. He said, I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. And so it's important when we're thinking about what we're talking about today, Jesus' life was not taken. It was given. It was given for you and for for me. At the cross, he laid it down and In the resurrection, he took it up. The apostle Paul declared this in 1 Corinthians, which is a letter or an epistle, as it's called, which just means a letter. He said this, Now, my brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. Gospel just means good news. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. And then he tells us what the gospel is. It's simply this. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Christ was buried. That he was raised on the third day. According to the scriptures. This is what. We preach. That's what Paul said. This is the gospel: Christ died, Christ was buried, and Christ rose again. This is the gospel. He is risen. So, like I said today, as Christians, we're not we're not participating in a funeral. We're participating in a festival. We pro- preach and proclaim a Christ who was who who was. It did and is now alive. Not a Christ who was alive and is now dead. No, he, he, he is alive. Our Redeemer lives. You ask me how I know he lives? He lives inside my heart. He's, I had an encounter with him. I, I, I met him. His amazing grace touched my life and turned it around. And My friend today, he can do the same for you. We've got to understand the resurrection to the Christian faith is extremely important. It's not, it's not an add-on, it's not an appendix to the faith, it is the faith. Preacher Raymond Lindquist said this, The resurrection is to our faith what water is to the ocean, what the stone is to the mountain, what blood is to the body, absolutely essential. But we need to understand here today, why do we celebrate? We celebrate because death died when Christ rose. Death died when Christ rose. And because he rose, we can rise. I said in our 8 a.m. service, we've got a lot of older people in that service. And I I don't know whether it's the right thing to (laughs) say to them, but but I said with you being, you know, at your funeral, I will shed a few tears. But the truth is, the Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of a saint. And so for me, when, for me because of the resurrection, I have hope. Death is not the end. I mean, your, your friends will leave you at your grave. God will not. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That is the power of the resurrection. That gives us hope that I pray gives you hope. Death died when Christ rose. Australian New Testament scholar Leon Morris said this, the same power that brought Christ back from the dead is operative within those who are Christ. The resurrection is an ongoing thing because he lives. My Redeemer lives. And so what does the resurrection mean, though? What does it, what does it do? What, what are we to understand from the resurrection? It's simply this, the resurrection validates and substantiates the message and the messenger of the gospel. See, the Bible teaches, if you're asking the question, who was Jesus? He wasn't just a great teacher or a nice man doing TED Talks to try and help people live a better, better life. That was not our Jesus. Jesus was God in the flesh. God manifests. If you, if you were to ask, what is God like? Look at Jesus. The Bible teaches Jesus was God in the flesh. In the beginning, it tells us in John, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then it says the word became flesh. He became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth and so the resurrection validates and substantiates the message and the messenger of the gospel his resurrection powerfully proves that jesus was who he said he was and who jesus was remains who jesus is Hebrews tells us he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is risen. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, anyone who believes in me, and that's, I guess, the key if you're here, and you're new to the Bible and new to church, if you, if you, if you understand, look, how, how do I connect with this? I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes, so the question is, do you believe? Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. In the Easter story, one thing that always amazes me is how God takes what are symbols of tragedy and turns them into symbols of triumph. He changes what is bad and can turn it into good. A Roman cross, an instrument of death, has now become a symbol of love. Around worn around necks, this this instrument of torture. Is now a symbol of love. Because God can take that which is bad and turn it for good. He can change things. And my friend, He can change you. He can take tragedy and turn it into triumph. He can take that which has ended and give it a new beginning. He can take a tomb for the dead, empty. And turn it into a symbol of hope. Author and Bible teacher Don Basham said this, Our hope lies not in the man we put on the moon, but in the man we put on the cross. The resurrection gives the work of the cross power and authority. So what actually happened what actually happened for you and I, if you're a believer here today, what, what actually happened for you and I at the cross? If you're, if you're new to church and going, look, I, I don't understand how all of this works. Let me I- explain what happens through the, the cross. The resurrection gives power and authority to that which took. I mean, anyone can say they're God. The re- resurrection proves that Jesus was who he says he was. But but what does the cross do? What difference? How, how, How can that which happened 2,000 years ago make a difference in my life today? What does the cross actually do for you? If you're new to church and you're asking that question, Christian, tell me, what does the cross do for you? It simply does this. It makes us right with God. You know, on Friday, when I started the service, I, on Good Friday, I said, instead of saying, would you please close your eyes, I said, would you, what I say? Yay. Yeah, I said, please close your head. <laughs> That's how we started off. I, I made a mistake. There was a video on here in the beginning in the start of the service and you saw that and it was hard to see. Why? Because it was meant to be on all the screens because the wrong button was pushed. See me in my office later, Danica, please. Uh, but, but the wrong button was pushed so it, so it, so it didn't, didn't work. Shane got up here and they were playing nice music and then Paul hit a wrong note. And we all noticed Because <laughs> we make mistakes. Yeah. All of that was planned. None of us It was a mistake. Because sometimes we say the wrong things. Right. Sometimes we push the wrong buttons sometimes our life is off-key but what jesus does what the cross does is it makes us right because no matter how hard we try no matter how hard we try and engage with life and try and do it right we will make mistakes the bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god but the gift of god is eternal life through christ god Not just covers, He cleanses yeah. our mess, yeah. our mistakes. That's what happens at the cross. We're made right with God. We saw on Friday, it says in First Peter 2 verse 23, He committed no sin and no deceit was found in His mouth. Yet He Himself, listen, bore our sins, your sins, my sins, in his body, on the cross. My favorite scripture in the whole Bible, I always, when I can preach it, I will preach it. So I fitted it in because it's so powerful. It says, for he made him, listen, Jesus, for he made him, this is what the cross is like. If you're going, what does the cross do? How does it change the believer's life? Well, he, committed no, he who committed no sin became sin for us. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, for you. That we might become, become what? Become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. The message version, which I don't really like to use, but it's not really a version. It's, it's really a paraphrase or a, it's not a translation really. But it's just Eugene Peterson's attempt to provide clear contemporary language. He puts it this way, and I, th- I think it's appropriate. He said, God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. Yeah. So with the cross, what happens if you're trying to understand what goes on at the cross? We- we're made right with God. Because the Bible tells us we fall short. And it's not a shortness that we compare with one another. It's, it's the fact that we fall short from God he's the standard because we can all look at each other and go I'm better than him and I'm better than but that's not the standard God uses he, he, he is the standard and we fall short and that's the beauty of Christianity it's not a religion where man is trying to reach up to God it's a, it's, it's a, it's a faith where God reaches down to man it helps us hit the right note push the right button say the right words and so it's so important for us that we understand that this is the resurrection life that you my brother you my sister if you're here today and you're following Christ this is the story this is what you can celebrate as the fact that you've been made right with God what did you do to deserve that? nothing that's what God has done it's a gift to every believer here today you're not just an old sinner see here's, here's the thing we're not just old sinners saved by grace no we're made the righteousness of God Paul says it this way for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners talking of Adam For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were in the book of Genesis, he fell. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one Jesus shall many be made righteous. And this is nothing you or I did. This is what Christ has done. As we talked on Friday, all this is from God. It's a righteousness that comes from God. Paul says it in this way. He says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone. For everyone. This gospel is for everyone. For everyone who believes. And so we ask the question Do you believe? To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, in what? In the gospel. And what is the gospel? Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ rose again. That is the the power source. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's revealed. God makes his righteousness known to us. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I heard someone this week... uh, Share something, and they're like I, I don't feel worthy to to receive this goodness from God. I don't feel I don't feel worthy. Friends, can I tell you, it has nothing to do with your feelings. This is not about how you feel. The thing is, we don't deserve it. Like I don't feel worthy. But you've got to understand the gospel is not about how you feel. It's about faith. It's received by faith. This is a righteousness from God. Not, it's not talking about your righteousness or your goodness. It's talking about a righteousness that comes from God. But I don't feel it. Listen, my friend, this is, this is, this is about your position in Christ. This is about who you are. In Christ, it's about your position, not your condition. Our condition, all of us, if we look at all of our lives, we've got a mess. As as tidy as we look today, as all together we look today, I can tell you in this room, there's a messes all over the place. But he can make your mess a message and can turn lives around. But I want to tell you, that's your condition, your position in in him, in him, in him, is he makes you right with God. Well, we know our righteousness. The Bible says is like a filthy rag before a holy God. We we know Matthew says unless your righteousness. Well, actually Jesus said this. For I said to you unless in the Gospel of Matthew, for unless your righteousness shall exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, they were they were, they were amazing at following all the rules. It says you shall in no case enter the kingdom of heaven. So it's not that Jesus said this. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, not yours. His righteousness. And where do we find it? In the gospel. For in the gospel. A righteousness from God. Is revealed. It's made known. It's made available. To you. I don't feel righteous. Doesn't matter. Remember that's your condition. What are we talking about? Is your position. In Christ. This is the resurrection. Life. Paul said it this way. Someone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh. I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee as for zeal, persecuting the church as for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. But whatever were my gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things and consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And this is where most people stop, but he carries on. That I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God. From God. From God on the basis of faith. That's why the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Galatians 2 verse 20, if the keyboard can come, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus paid the price and the penalty for sin once and for all. That's what the cross has accomplished. On Friday I said, they went on the cross. Jesus' final words, where it is finished. The Greek word I said is translated. When translated, it means simply this: "Paid in full." Tetelestai is the actual word, and I said it's a word that's used in. Accounting and business, it means paid in full. But th- this same word was also used in the court system, describing the sentence of someone when they had completed their sentence. They to The last I was said that uh, 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 your sentence is paid in full, you're free to go. It was also a military term that when a battle was won, the battle is fully won. What has Christ done on the cross? He's paid our debt. Our sentence is over. We're free to go. And the battle for sin and death has been won. Fully somebody give him some praise in the heart. You know, every now and then I go out with Leon, my mate over there, we go riding. And he always pays for, for the, you know, I go, go to do it, well not always, I do sometimes. But he mostly pays and of course i it would be absolutely stupid of me after he's paid to go no actually i i i, I want to pay that and go to the counter and say i want to pay that no it's already been paid no but i want to pay. no it's already been paid friends you've got to understand that's how many christians live we we go. I, I want to pay, and, and we've got to understand the power of the cross is that He has already paid. Yeah. The debt's been paid in full. Yeah. And now listen. If the debt's paid, if what you owe is paid, what are you? Free. You're free. It's not a trick question. That's what I'm saying. You got to say, "Oh, I don't feel it." It doesn't matter what you feel. It's what has happened. He who the Son sets free, come on, is free indeed. That's the freedom we have in Christ. He's paid the price. So why do we keep going, well, I need to pay? No, no. He's paid it all. Victory is won. The sentence is settled. The Bible tells us that Jesus' blood cleanses us of all sin. the Old Testament, it covered sin. In the New Testament, it cleanses. That means it's gone. So if all your sin is gone, what are you? Holy and free. But if all your sin is gone, if he's cleansed all your sin, what are you? You're righteous. You're right before God. What did you do to earn it? Nothing. What could you do? Nothing. He's earned it. He's done it. You just have to believe and receive that. It's free, but not cheap. Cost God His Son. It's a gift. God's riches at Christ's expense. Listen to this. Colossians 2, verse 13. He forgave us all our sins. If you, you want to, this is what the cross says. Like. He forgave us all our sins. All of them. Yes, even that one. That one you're thinking about, right? Yep, that one too. He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us. That was our sentence. It stood against us and condemned us. What has he done? He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, when Christ rose, your sins did not. If all our sin is taken care of, what are we? Free. Remember Barabbas? Pilate said, Who shall I release? Barabbas or Jesus? They yelled out, release Barabbas. He was a murderer. Release Barabbas. What shall I do with the one called Jesus? Crucify him. Barabbas goes free. He's a murderer. But he goes free because Jesus took his place. You are Barabbas. You don't deserve it. I'll throw myself in there. I don't deserve it. He's paid the price. She's pushing the wrong button. He's paid. That's what the cross has done. And because he's paid... We can now, Ephesians tells us we can we can draw near to God. We don't have to be afraid of God. We can draw. We can draw now in Christ Jesus. You who were far away from God are brought yeah. near because we're made right with Him. It tells us we can approach the thro- throne of grace in Hebrews with confidence that we might receive mercy and grace and help in a time of need. This is the resurrection life. Yes. Yes. At the cross, we have been brought. To God and God has been brought to us this is what the cross means don't live guilty live free and understand in our freedom it's not free to do whatever we want it's free to serve him without guilt without shame He's paid it all. So you didn't have to. Would you stand? One of the most famous verses in the Bible is John 3.16. It's the for God so loved the world verse. Again, Jesus' life was not taken, it was given. For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son, so that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It does not say, for God so loved the rich. oh, oh. oh. Or even God so loved the poor. Or or it does not say uh, for God so loved the famous people or the pretty people. It does not say for God so loved those whose life is all sorted out and in order. (laughs) The truth is if we... Looked at any of our lives, there is so much mess and stuff that needs to be sorted. I know that because we've all got issues. I know that because I've got issues and I'm the pastor. We've all got issues. But it does not say, for God so loved the wealthy, for God so loved the rich, for God so loved the, 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 the famous or the, or, the, or, the, or the pretty people or those who have it all together. No, it says, for God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son, that whomsoever, whomsoever, it's for whomsoever, believeth in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you hold this hope in your heart? What will you do with this Jesus? Life has many choices. Eternity only has two. Man is destined to die, the Bible says, and then face judgment. What will you do with this Jesus? He loved you. He made a way. Do you believe? Then receive. Come to him. Here's the thing you've got to remember. Some might be saying, well, you don't know how bad I am. I've got to sort all my life out and then I can come. No, no, no. Understand, this is the power of the cross. It's not about how bad you are. It's about how good he is. It's about what he's done. It's got nothing to do with you trying to get right with God. See, here's the gospel. What's good about the gospel is the gospel is not Jesus saying, you sort yourself out, get a haircut, sort your attitude out or whatever. It's It's not that, right? It's not him saying, you sort yourself out, then you can follow. No, he's saying, you follow, and then I'll sort you out. Allow my spirit to work in you. And then I'll sort out your life. So in a moment, I'm just gonna pray this prayer that just says, God, today I give my life to you. And we're all gonna say it together. And but maybe for you, you're going, Yep, that's that's me. I need to get right with him today. I understand now what the cross, the power of it does. And I know I've hit the wrong note on so many areas of my life. I've said the wrong the wrong thing. I've pushed the wrong buttons. Today, I need you. Your grace to make me right with you. So all together, let us pray. Lord Jesus, Jesus, I come to you today today, a sinner in need of a Savior. savior. Today, Today, I I turn from my sin and turn towards God. Be the, Lord Be the Lord and King, and King of my life. Of my life. I, understand. I understand you died on the cross, on the cross to make me right with you. With you. I, don't it, I don't deserve it, but you did it. But you did it. I believe, I believe and, receive it and receive it in faith. In, faith. in, Jesus, name. in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Follow him amen. with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God bless. Can we give a clap offering? Let me pronounce this blessing over you, of your family, of your children. These ancient words, thousands of years old. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.